Christmas. Christmas. The most magical time of year. Now tell me we will find the perfect Christmas tree. It's Christmas. Christmas is all about forgiveness and family and tradition. Santa, lots of kids are depending on tonight going off without a hit. But in Bailey Downs this Christmas, it's different. Exactly one year ago, last Christmas Eve, the school was the scene of an unimaginable crime. And you still want to go down there just for some stupid school assignment? I get through any door in the school. This is Krampus, right? What's a Krampus? He's like an anti-Santa Claus, a demon who punishes the naughty. He whips them and chains them up, stuff like that. That's fun. It's the elves. I fear they may all become infected. It all come to this. We're trapped down here, and there's a psychopath on our loose. Bring the changeling back to the forest. That ain't your son. Did you not see what he did? The atmosphere here in Bailey Downs is truly grim this holiday season. get started you guys uh got something for you oh well thank you i know the listeners love when we do this <laughs> and i really should post some of this to instagram i, I got to get back on the instagram will wheels uh for listeners who did hear our the car episode uh we talked about how the title of the movie was almost wheels and i know will liked that so i photoshopped uh the car uh dvd art to wow. say to say wheels that's awesome Good. thank you you're welcome 15 ounce mug so that hold that holds a lot of whatever you drink oh wow. my god Boots. i have a mug oh it's the seven samurai your favorite yeah this is the photo they have they have a massive one on the side of the uh toho studios oh that's cool yeah so uh i thank uh Derek and Brent from Two Little Fruits for mm. um, making these happen. Wow, it's lovely. Yeah. I'll have to fill that with sake. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Christmas sake. morning. You'll be done. Oh, yeah. We have Nog, which is... Uh, they, we we went to a party where we, we made Nog together and with some neighbors, and um, they accidentally put five times as much uh, booze in it as they should have. Oh. <laughs> So it was flammable eggnog. Yeah, it's kind of... It's just um, about right. <laughs> yeah, it's a kind of psychoactive nog. 
<laughs> the way it should be. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's intro this thing. Listeners, welcome to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We're a podcast that talks about a horror movie, and uh, we will spoil that horror movie. We'll try not to spoil any recently watched. And uh, you're listening to three friends in a shed at the bottom of a garden having a Christmas extravaganza. Yes. So we're going to talk about a Christmas horror movie. Uh, what's the thing called? That we watched Christmas horror story. A Christmas, Christmas horror movie. A Christmas horror story. <laughs> so we watched American a- Christmas horror story movie. <laughs> yes, it was called that. Um, I thought it was called Deck the Halls at some point. I don't know oh, why. That's a, that's a different one. But oh, there's it, another. <laughs> it appeared to be some at least one that comes up when you search Shutter uh-huh. or Prime. Okay. Uh, uh, since it searches all of that. Uh, Look like some sub Kevin James like comedy. Ooh, ooh, a Christmas, a Christmas comedy. Oh no, thank you. Yeah, uh, but we do thank the Moonrays for giving us intro creature features at the top of the show. Uh, find their music on Amazon or iTunes if you want to buy it. Say hi to them on Facebook where they are the Moon Dash Rays. There, Richard is resplendent in a Gremlins Christmas sweater. Yes, which I bought on middleofbeyond.com. A uh, really cool site for this kind of thing. Um, uh, they do a bunch of like 20 or 30% off sales. And I got the Cthulhu one two years ago. I mm. thought, you know what? The cardigan of uh, the Gremlins Christmas sweater is just the best. It's great. There's a satanic goat one you can get with a big goat face pentagram on the front. Oh, is it black? Uh, I want it? black yeah. Philip. Black Philip. <laughs> they should be. Um, there's a black Philip uh, Funko Pop. <laughs> There's a Funko Pop for everything. Pretty much, I think they've got like, a, like a chair. Anything that doesn't have a Funko Pop. <laughs> um, I think they even have one for Jared from Subway. <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> no, no, that was a good one. Hitler Funko Pop. <laughs> I bet they have one. Uh, hey, guess what I got to do this afternoon? Put my damn ass. Ed- <laughs> nope. You punched a Nazi. <laughs> I would. I would punch two nazis um what if one of them was a baby nazi oh then you use that you use the baby as a club to hit another nazi that's what you do yeah we, we've learned from dana gold yes use baby was it baby manson to beat baby hitler to death yes using it as a club thank you dana for that no i got to put my etsy shop on vacation oh okay. it felt so good <clears throat> too many candles um no i'm just not going to be there to put labels on them stuff them in boxes and ship them to people i'm just not going oh. back in until the middle of next week all right so yeah that's it i'm i'm chilling now i'm gonna just probably do a bunch of chores and work on the coloring book oh yeah, right yeah. on i had this idea and tell me what you guys think i know i'm doing this live into the mic but so what? <laughs> it doesn't go out live. Yeah, no one's listening. But that's yeah, right. No, no one's, one's listening. No one's listening till they're listening. And this is the thing. Um, our Plan 9 coloring book. There is enough time between now and the two Comic-Con events, which I'm doing this year, are major ones. Um, I'm going to be helping my friend at Emerald City Comic-Con in Seattle mm. and nice. uh, C2E2 in Chicago. Ooh. Well. I'm thinking it'd be cool to bring our book to that. Like, oh, we, most that gives definitely. us enough time to finish it. Yeah. When are those? April? Um, they are in March. March. Lousy smarch weather. Yeah. So, yeah, that should work out. 
So let's make that our goal, since we were hoping... And uh, Dink is around about then, isn't it? Yeah. And that is in April. Late winter, early spring. Mid-April. Is it? Okay. That's about when con season sort of kicks off. Yeah. So there's that. What did you guys watch since last time? Um, I finished up Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, how was Season that? two. It's all right. Wraps up okay? It wraps up all right. Um, and a couple mystery science theaters, Atlantic Rim, and part of Lords of the Deep. Both of these were so bad. Yeah? I had to stop at some point. Really? Yeah. Oh, Atlantic Rim is one of those asylum mockbusters. Yeah. Um, mm, not good. Not good at all. Uh, and then I watched The Abominable Snowman. Yeah. Uh, since Jolien lent me the copy, his copy, valuable copy, mm-hmm. highly sought after, yep. tried selling on eBay. <laughs> Can we just bootleg this thing? Sure. I mean, how complicated? Let's see this cover. It's easy. Oh, shit, man. No one would ever know the difference. Oh, but then see, we Ooh. couldn't label it there. Yeah. It's got an insert. It's got an insert with a lot of color. I can bootleg this insert. I, pro- oh. I promise you. Turn it into a sweater. The dopes on Turn eBay. it into a sweater. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, it's a gold disc. Oh, okay. Yeah, we just got to find some gold discs. The dopes on eBay would never know. I think we need... Oh, I think it broke. Uh, no, it goes <laughs> just... in there. It's just... Oh, there goes my retirement. Yeah. Oh, man. Good yeah. movie. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um... Yes, the Yetis are not the monsters. Guess who is? Um, the cops? It is. <laughs> okay. Oh, so uh, And that's it for me other than tonight's movie. Mm. If you could call it that. Well, my list is so short. I, I watched a couple episodes of uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And um, I just sort of was background watching some episodes of Friends. And... <laughs> Uh, that was about it. Uh, I tried to watch Santa's sleigh S L A Y with the wrestler Goldberg. Goldberg. Yeah. I didn't get very far into it. And I said, I just need to shut this off and uh, do anything else. Do literally anything. Just but, <laughs> anything sleep. But watch this. I just need to go sleep for a while. I watched about 15 minutes of this and it was exhausting. Yeah. It, it was so bad. It wasn't Attack of the Killer Tomatoes bad, but it was pretty mm. bad. Mm. It was like trauma without the trauma. Oof. Yeah. Mm. It, Fran Drescher was in it, and I'm like, oh, cool. You know, maybe she'll do something funny. No, she gets. Here's a spoiler for <laughs> recently watched. She gets killed in the first five minutes, and that tells you that uh, she probably got paid too much to be she in five probably minutes. Probably asked to be killed in the first five minutes. <laughs> Like tonight's movie, I'll talk about uh, William Shatner's stipulations. Oh, did, did he have a writer for did this? You, did you watch? Yes, his writer for this, I imagine. Uh, did you watch this movie? Oh, yeah. Christmas? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Well, when we get into it, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that. Uh, that it? For me, yeah. I mean, I was really just like, oh, I'm going to watch another one or two things and, and just be able to say, oh, and I watched this and it was this. And no just know uh it looked like there was some potential but they they just hammed it up a little too much Mm. it just wasn't going to be worth it darn you know prove me wrong and i'll take it back that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) 
That movie's a fucking classic. Yeah. Take it back. Yeah. Uh, you know, I ne- didn't get around to watching The Mummy yet. No. <laughs> right. my, my five minutes at a time mummy yeah. watching. I think yeah. I'm going to try that for the new year. I've got a couple other ideas. Do you guys want to do another podcast called The Pulp Fiction Minute? The Pulp Fiction Minute. We could do the Pulp Fiction uh, movie one minute at a time. One minute at a time for the whole movie. It would be 90. No, it's a longer movie than that. That's over two hours. Oh, it breaks the Barnes limit and just shatters. That's all right. It earned it. Yeah. Uh, Possibly. I think that would be fun. Or maybe we just watch it every week. Just watch the whole movie every week. Try yeah. and find something new to talk mm. about it. Yeah. Um. So what'd you watch, Jolian? Yeah. Uh, today we caught the end of uh, the Boris Karloff Grinch. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I thought uh, Karloff would have made a great Scrooge. You're right. He would have. Yeah. He could have done a good job. Made, made me think that. Frank like... and Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> the monster gets well, to know, observe I, I, Christmas past. I just past. started thinking, what if uh, Roger Corman... Oh. Like, I thought, like, Corman filmed Poe. Yeah. Found him Slim Pickens. Mm-hmm. Why not take Carl off and film some Charles Dickens? That's a good idea. I like that. And they could have had Peter Laurie and Vincent Price turn up as the various ghosts. And yeah. That would have been great. Yeah, Peter Laurie would have made a good Marley. Oh, oh yeah. he won up. I would like that. Wow. But anyway. Um, I like this alternate universe you've come up with. <laughs> where Corman made Dickens films. Yeah. yeah. So what do we consider a Christmas Carol? Do we consider it a um, ghost story? Do uh-huh. we consider it a horror story? It's a Christmas all? ghost story. Yeah. <laughs> In uh, the tradition of M.R. James, I as think, I learned from Julian. <laughs> yeah. Christmas Carol. Uh, when it's done right, uh, you've got to take this guy to the limits of terror. Yeah. Uh, not, you know, you shouldn't set out to make a scary movie, but you should depict a fellow who's faced with mortal, you know, nullification. Right. And, uh, and then when he's, you know, when he's learned his lesson, that's, you know, it, it earns it. Mm-hmm. So who do you like better, Captain Picard or Fonzie? <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen the Fonzie one. Is, oh, it's he, not, it was made for TV, if I remember it? right. Okay. Which, yeah, when Henry Winkler played Scrooge. Oh my God, really? Yeah, it was a long time ago. Oh. It was way before Scream. Yeah, my favorite ones are uh, the Alistair Sim one, and then the uh, the animated one from the early 70s. Oh, the Mr. Magoo one? No, no, no. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, it was really nicely drawn. I like, animation. I haven't seen that one. It was pretty one. scary. I like the Alistair Sim one, and I like the uh, George C. Scott version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that one's um, good too. Yeah, they're they're all they're all worth watching. Yeah, even the Captain Picard one. But I've never seen the Fonzie one. Well, he he's an amazing actor. Um, you know, like Patrick Stewart as Captain Ahab. You know, Does that... he ever say A or A or <laughs> sit on it? Oh, the Fonz? Oh, the Henry, the Fonz. Win- <laughs> Henry, the Henry Winkler version? Yes. I'm pretty sure he stayed away from Fonzie material in it. You know, they didn't cast By anyone law. else from Happy Days in it at all. Oh, man. Happy Days, Christmas Carol yeah. could have caused the universe to collapse in on itself. Uh, Ron Howard directs one of the one of those 
probably animated ones the cg ones oh probably the the young canny valley CG yeah ones. the uh oh, no it's gross yeah, I caught a bit of Polar Express. Polar it's Express? Just, it was so just Kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch Polar Express. That... It's such a beautiful book, but the. Uh, yeah, I love the, the book, just... but. Yeah, I didn't. T- Creepy. It seemed like a way to miss the point. <laughs> Absolutely. Not a hard book to make into a movie, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what else, Julian? All right. Um, Death House. This came out in. 2017 and has just come out on disc as uh, directed by Harrison Smith uh, based on a story by Gunnar Hansen and this was intended as a film to bring as many horror actors together in one movie as possible oh okay um, so the cast includes Barbara Crampton, Kane Hodder Bill Mosley, Dee Wallace, Camille Keaton Michael Ber- Berryman Tony Todd, Sid Haig uh, Adrian Barbeau does narration. Uh, Felissa Rose from Sleepaway Camp. Vernon Wells, my old buddy, Wes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Gabriel Stone, who's the uh, daughter of Dee Wallace. Uh, R.A. Mahaloff, who was Leatherface in TCM3. Brink Stevens. Debbie Rochon. Uh, Tony Moran, who was Michael mm-hmm. when he was 23. Danny Trejo and Lloyd Kaufman, speaking of Tremor. Oh. Uh, it's got gore, a variety of male and female breasts. Uh, that's the positive. Mm-hmm. That's the positive. Uh, billed as the Expendables of Horror. Huh. I think it's more like Frankenstein's Island. Ooh. <laughs> uh, you got. Ooh. It says it's the last role for Gunnar Hansen, but he's, he's this projection that's like... They they say it's a hologram, but it's just a projection over something. It's it's terrible. Oh my god! It's embarrassing. Yeah, Frankenstein Island might be one of the worst films I've ever seen. Uh, That's better better than Death House. Ooh, Frankenstein Island. I made I made it through. Oh (laughs) yeah. Ooh. I feel kind of ill when I think about Frankenstein Island. Like like. When you think back, have you ever had the flu really bad? You can kind of <laughs> right, right, still right. feel the chills and the queasiness. That's what, kind of what yeah, I think you, of you when I... if you hallucinated what you Yeah, seen. like, did I watch Frank... Oh, <laughs> oh, I remember other parts, and it was bad. Oh, oh my God, it's Death House. Stay away. Yeah. So Steve Dash wasn't in it? Didn't spoil him. Okay. Um, and you know, we lost Steve Dash, who played uh, Jason in the second Friday the 13th? Yeah, there's only yeah. one Jason in it, I think. Yeah, just just uh, Kane Hodder. He's one of the main okay. roles in it. Yeah, I don't know if but, but a lot of them, they just turn up as like their cameos, or they just have a brief scene, and then you never see mm. them again. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's right. a bummer, though. It's not great, huh? It's not. Yeah. It's, <sighs> yeah. Well, it's it's trying to put too much into one thing. Uh, I I enjoyed the Expendables movies. They're like tongue in cheek action mm-hmm. move, movie romps yeah uh you know they're quite enjoyable but uh mm-hmm. this one just yeah it's it, too bad it was, it was sad uh the nun 2018 oh you went ahead and did that huh yeah and uh it was, it was okay is um a lot of people hating on it don't hate it no so this is 
uh, directed by Corin Hardy, who did The Hallow. Hmm. Uh, so you've got um, uh, Tysa Farmiger, who was in the uh, American Horror Story series. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. She's very likable. Yeah, she's a pretty likable actress. And uh, Jonas Bloquet, uh, who was in Valerian. Um, he's, he's pretty likable, too. Uh, Vera Farrigan as Lorraine Warren and Patrick Wilson as Ed Warren. And they turn up at, you know, oh, okay, yeah. When they, they cut away to the, the Warrens at the end. Um, and, uh, uh, is it Bonnie? I can't read my writing. <laughs> Bonnie Ahrens as the nun. She's, she's, you know, really striking looking woman, even without makeup. Um... I thought it was it was okay. There's handsome shots, a couple of good jumps, uh, sort of uh, undead nuns. Don't get to see enough of them. Right. I can think of there's the other hell. There's not not many ghost and zombie yeah. nuns in movies. Uh, there's a sequence that uh, reminded me of City of the Living Dead, where someone's buried alive and another person is just whacking away at the coffin with all their might. <laughs> nice. <laughs> About yeah. to about to make sure they they are buried dead um that's did you know so that they have this like uh, in the movie there's this like a graveyard and all the all the graves are rigged with the little bells mm-hmm. oh yeah that's yeah. the origin of the phrase saved by the bell because yeah. there was a period in british history where you know catatonia was common enough yeah that they they started rigging up coffins with bells or at least the fear of being buried alive yes. was enough that people rigged up coffins with bells. Right. So it just amuses me that this American high school comedy TV series is named after Saved yeah. by the people. Bell. <laughs> people were buried alive. Ah. I think most people assumed it had to do with boxing because mm-hmm. right. if you're getting your ass kicked and they ring the bell at the end of the round, you get mm-hmm. to rest for a few minutes or for a minute or whatever it yeah. is between rounds. See, that's how I'd always heard it. That's what I assumed it was, but yeah, it makes yeah. more sense that uh, you'd be buried alive and ringing a bell through. I'd say boxing makes more sense. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not saying either one of them is right, but, but just if gonna... I had to choose one that made more sense, I'd pick the boxing one. Yeah, it it makes the more... other one sounds a little fanciful. Sure, perhaps. I I mean, I don't know. I've not done any research into it. I've heard both. If you're kind of not doing well in your boxing match and you just get a moment to catch your breath, you're just going to go back in and get beat some more. In the, in the history of boxing, now a lot of people are like, ooh, boy, all I needed was to catch my breath and I can go back in and win this fight. <laughs> Couldn't the same be said of those buried prematurely? <laughs> Probably true. If I could you're just, just going to end up back in that box again, aren't you? Yeah, so what's the point? <laughs> Quit <laughs> ringing the bell and go back to sleep. You know, why didn't they just bury him with a like a case of Snickers and, you know, an air chamber? Oh. You know, like a little air duct. Yeah, if your choice was dying of asphyxiation or going back to living in London at the time, then... Uh, yeah, exactly. It's a hard decision. Mm. It, it predates the Mars bar, so, you know. Uh, all right. Um, what else? Uh, the Trouble with Girls, 1969. This is an Elvis movie. Um... This is the last Elvis movie I had to see. Um, wait, so wait, the last one that you were forced? I, I'd, to... I'd, not, I'd not seen this one. Oh, okay. This is the only one I hadn't seen. See, the way you phrase that, this is the last one I had to see. <laughs> uh, 
so and your uh, wife finally left you alone about the Elvis <laughs> movies. <laughs> this was one where he, he plays a manager of a road show in 1927. Uh, I mentioned that one here because uh, in the cast there's John Carradine. All right. Of course, but he's in every movie ever made. Right. And yeah. uh, Vincent Price as uh, Mr. Morality. Mr. Ah. Morality. All right. I like that. Um, and then I rewatched uh, Krampus. I, I thought, I, I wondered if it would work better on TV because TV is the home of the Christmas perennial. Yeah. Uh, and so I wondered if it would work better. Um, uh, I still had the same problems with it. Yeah. Right. Uh, like in the theatre, I was kind of nodding off in the... <laughs> in the is it that middle section after they get back from the blizzard and, yes. and everyone's falling asleep and I, was, I, was, I just felt so sleepy. Um, maybe that's good filmmaking. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, Tony Collette is the, the mother in it. So yeah. Yeah. speculating if this could be a sequel to Hereditary. Oh, or a prequel? Mm, yeah. Since it came out first. Um, yeah. But, so, so, uh, yeah. So, I had the same same problems with it. You know, you you realize they're they're pretty screwed. You know, there's an army of demons against them, and they've got nothing. Nothing. They're all fighting each other, and they've got a few guns, and that's about it. So it, it wasn't suspenseful, but you know, it's a nice nice looking movie. Yeah. Yeah. The the um. The Krampus when it's jumping under the rooftops. Right, right. Really yeah, cool. it happens really strong like the first half hour. Really yeah. um, anyway, that was that. Um, so on Shudder, I watched uh, Revenge mm-hmm. uh, from last year. This is directed by a French woman named Coralie Fagia. And this stars Matilda Lutz, who was in Rings. Um, so this is like a mythical take in the rape revenge movie. And it's uh, very gruesome. Uh, very well made, uh, ridiculously implausible physical feats. Good. Um, uh, she survives somehow and becomes like an instant kind of Jason Bourne. It's like similar to the. Did you see the Straw Dogs remake? No. Uh, when they have to take on the uh, the uh, bad guys at the end, like they become like they, they know everything to do. Oh. They break all these traps and stuff. All of a sudden, you're like, <clears throat> huh? where'd they learn that? Um, uh, let's see, mm. uh, yeah, she, you know, and and there's like all this implausible stuff in it, like uh, you know, the, what she goes through, and then they think they've killed her, and uh, by all rights, she should be dead from what happens. But um, maybe she is. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I was wondering, is is it gonna is it gonna go back to when she was, you know when they tried to dispose of her and show that she was actually imagining all this. Yeah. But it, it um, uh, yeah, you, you realize it's kind of this fantasy, you know, just like uh, someone doing in these bad guys. Right. Uh, she, you know, she can use a shotgun with a sniper scope on it as if it was a rifle. <laughs> okay. Um, stuff like that. But uh, I, I was, uh, I was expecting something, um, because it was made by a woman, and I thought, you know, I heard this was supposed to be a, you know, a new take on the rape revenge story. I was hmm. expecting more rage. I was expecting more discomfort. Right. Um, but yeah, I didn't feel that. Um, and 
like the the previous ones I've seen, like I had the, you know the original Wife Spit in Your Grave. Uh, she's an independent, intelligent woman, got her own career. She's a writer, and uh, she just wants time by herself in the country. Mm-hmm. But in this one, she's like from from the get go, she's this uh, bubblehead who's objectified. Oh no! The, the camera's like often looking at her butt, and uh, um. And then, then when she goes through the trauma, she comes back as the strong fantasy figure. Hmm. Um, yeah, but it's it's a really strong debut. I I, I kept thinking of uh, Catherine Bigelow. Oh, good. When oh, I was okay. watching it, so I thought, you know, this, uh, you know, I hope this director does more yeah. thrillers and action movies and things like that. Um, anyway, uh, and then also on Shadow, watched uh, Terrified. Not terrifier, <laughs> terrified, which is an Argentinian horror movie. How is it? Atrados. It's great. Good. I loved it. Uh, so uh, it's not it's not really an anthology. There's different plot threads going on, but it's like on this particular suburban street in uh, Buenos Aires, and uh, there's an eruption of evil, and it's it's not explained. They're not bound by our physics. There's things that fit into spaces that they shouldn't fit into. There's things coming out of cracks that shouldn't be able yeah. to come out of those things. Uh, things fitting under your bed that shouldn't be under there. Oh, no. I was, after this movie, I was glad I slept on my foot on. Yeah. <laughs> it's creepy. Uh, there's intersecting dimensions and different angles of perception where you see different things depending on your point of view. So it kind of got this bit of a Lovecraftian vibe to it. Ooh. Uh, there's things that are in the plumbing there's beautiful like when it opened I thought I'm going to like this movie because within a couple of minutes uh, they all you see is like a, a soap bubble and it's scary it, oh. something's happening with a soap bubble I won't tell you what it is but it's like it, it's just something that shouldn't be happening and, and uh, yeah it's, it's just uh, really really nice and then it goes from that subtle effect and a few minutes later, it's like, what? <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is on Shudder? Yeah, yeah. Terrified. Terrified. Um, All right. You'll know if you're accidentally watching Terrifier. Yeah, that's the one with the clown, isn't it? Yeah. And there's also a... Uh, that you watched <clears throat> yeah. that one. Yeah. Uh, there's a 60s movie called Terrified, which is an American movie where uh, there's this people are lured to this ghost town and this maniac's bumping moth. And uh, and you should check that one out as well. It's got mm. some really good uh, creepy moments in that. I would watch that. Uh, but anyway, this is so... Uh, I was pleased to see a good uh, Argentinian horror. There's not been... I know there's been a few since the 60s, but, um, you know, they did some interesting ones back in the 60s, including anthologies and based on Poe and um, stuff like that. Um so yeah, I, I really like that one. I don't want to tell you any more about All it. All right, maybe good. we'll use it for the show. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good one. Oh, and uh, I, I got uh, three or four more of the Friday the Thirteenth movies mm. on DVD from uh, um, Big Lots for like three bucks a piece or whatever, and immediately okay. loaned them to Ziggy so she okay. could join us for a future Excellent. episode. Because I think we we need her voice with us. Yes, you know. Every once in a while, if if she's got a little time off of school and uh, we've got some movies we could talk about with somebody who's as young as she is with a, a different perspective than we might have. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So 
she, she doesn't have the reverence for the Friday the 13th series that we have. Well, that's the thing. Having grown up. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, she saw other things first that when we saw Friday the 13th movies, those things didn't exist yet. Mm -hmm. So it's a whole different world for yeah, young, young she, people she watching horror. Yeah, because she the Kevin Williams stuff before she saw right. the ones that he's satirizing. Right. That, there it is. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, we did lose Steve Dash, who was in the second Friday the 13th. And um, that's that's a bummer. Like, we're, we're going to lose a few of these you know horror movie people again in the new year i'm sure and that's a bummer but uh we've gotten a lot of good stuff from them and that's important to remember like you can't take that away so uh a christmas horror story let's talk about this thing <laughs> all right so it's an anthology but it doesn't do the here's a story mm -hmm. you know no touch back to the wraparound no no it waits till it gets to the real good part and then it switches then it to another away. story <laughs> <laughs> which is Just even more annoying uh it annoyed me because i would then be torn out of a story that suddenly i was interested in and thrust back into a story i wasn't interested in oh and then it would build up and it'd be like oh finally they're getting interesting oh here comes something else and then i have to remember who these characters were and what their connections were which brings me to Bill Shatner's writer. Yeah. I believe he said, all right, I'll do your movie, but A, I get to drink on set. Yep. And B, I don't walk. <laughs> I and they go, what do you mean? And he goes, I don't walk. You figure it out. I don't write this shit. And they're right. like, oh, I got it. You're in a wheelchair. No, nope, I'm not in a wheelchair. <laughs> you figure it out. <laughs> I might be in a chair that has wheels, but it's not a wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that pretty much sums up his role in this film. So do you think he just wanted a big big dish of M&Ms uh, that were just the brown M&Ms? Just, you know, you just the green ones, yeah. Do, do you remember this, this about Van Halen? Oh, it was Van Halen, is it? Yeah. Okay. So I guess I thought, well, that that's just them being difficult, but it turns out that was how, if they saw the big dish of M&Ms and the brown... They knew they had read the writer. Right. Then they could start looking at other things if the brown M&Ms were in there. Yeah. So maybe Bill Shatner just wants all the brown M&Ms. Maybe. Uh, yeah. So he was the, the radio DJ. Mm -hmm. and Dangerous that, Dan. Yep. Dangerous Dan. That was the wraparound. But they, they did. Did they touch back to it in between each yeah. toggle to and fro the stories? No. Not, no. not, in, not in between every single cut. No. Because they'd cut from story to story. Several times. Yeah. And you didn't like this. Um, the, the moments were, were they always peak moments? I didn't They notice. weren't always peak moments. It was towards the latter half of the film. Yeah. Before that, I was merely bored. Well, they were all ramping up toward the end. So yeah. I guess that does make sense. So. But uh, overall, did you feel. I thought that was, a, I, I give them points for trying to do an anthology in a different way. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, they lose all those points. <laughs> by uh, the manner which they carried out the filmmaking. Um, things like Santa Claus battling zombie elves should have been a lot of fun. Yeah. But it looked like it was rejected from the sci-fi channel. Uh, and uh, I found myself exceedingly bored during okay. those scenes. And I kept thinking, this should be fun. This should be fun. Why is this not fun? And the only thing I can think of is it just is not shot well. Mm, yeah, I guess you could say that. Everything was kind of middle of the road. 
I thought the uh, the zombie elves, you could see some some of the seams on the CG stuff that they did do. But I thought overall, the the, the, el- the elf makeup did look good. Um, but more than anything... It wasn't even... It wasn't so much the, the makeup or the effects as just it had that sort of shot for television feel. Okay. Um, it didn't look cinematic. It didn't... I don't know. It didn't match the tone of the thing. Okay. Yeah, I, I felt that with because uh, when you're introduced to that, it's the the camera swoops around this massive fantasy castle. Exactly. In, in the wintry mountains, and then when it gets inside, it's just this like cheap office warehouse. Uh, yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, doesn't match. It it did not match. It should have been the Thor Ragnarok of yeah. of the set of the film. Whereas they they didn't have the budget to deliver that, and so I don't know. It didn't it didn't match the tone. Yeah, if you don't have the budget, don't give us that CG exterior mm. and and have it not match. That's yeah. true. That is true. Um, how did you like the idea of Santa Claus as a badass warrior? Uh, I felt like Santa had been watching Vikings a lot. That's funny because I was going to uh, say he kind of reminded me of a Viking. He's a good-looking Santa. He, he, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, he talked to the elves about Valhalla a lot, <laughs> and they'd all roll their eyes and go, "Sure, sure, Santa, whatever." But <laughs> is there more to be explored in the area of a badass Santa? No, not an evil Santa, but a badass, no. like somebody who. Not really. I mean, I don't know. I think that's the problem. I was trying to figure out why Christmas, these Christmas horror movies aren't working for me. And I don't, I don't know other than like a bad Santa. What can you do? Yeah. What is there? I mean, they have Krampus, but like this movie gets it wrong. And I mean, not that it was supposed to be, uh, adhere to any lore or anything, but, uh, yeah, they they kind of just took the you know, general. They just idea. took the general idea, and they're like, "Oh, Krampus is like an evil Santa." Yeah, you know, instead of some sort of evil servant of Santa, right? Did I take it? I don't know. Um, he he was a good makeup effect, though, yeah. and I thought there were a couple good scenes, like when they. They show the mom shut the window and the little changelings in the bed. That in the, was in a, the that reflection. Was, yeah, yeah the reflection. that was good. That was a good shot. You know, there were a couple things where, like, okay, I can see where they're really trying on this. Yeah, three but different overall, directors working on this. Oh, were there? Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I don't pay attention to the credits usually. Yeah, there, there was uh, Grant Harvey, Steve Hoban, and Brett Sullivan. Um. So yeah, this thing was from 2015, which means like uh, all the CG you could ask for is in full swing. Um, please don't ask for too much of it, though. <laughs> That's all I want to just yeah. throw that out there. Sometimes it's better to just not CG a thing. It it really is. Yeah, it, it, it's not what you should just go to all the time, and people go to. Sometimes it all it's the time. better not to see the thing as yeah. well. Yeah, look at uh, uh, Primer or um, the battery. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to show every single damn thing. You could just be like, that was terrible out there. You know, you can take a character's word for it. Like when you see a stage play, a character comes running onto the stage 
they just escaped something. They're winded. Like you don't need to like run up on the stage and look out that door and go, wow, they did run from that thing. And boy, they are winded for a good reason. That thing almost got them. Good thing they got away. No, you could just take the character's word for it. Yeah. And there's not enough of that in these movies where there's budget limitations. And I think that is definitely an issue. Uh, It all comes back to the writing. Yep. Joe Bob was right. Yeah. (laughs) Don't cost you nothing. Um, so, uh, of the stories, we had the changeling story. We had the Krampus story. We had the Santa battling the zombie elves story. And then we had the teens in the basement of the school story. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, which one worked the best for you out of the four, Will? Um, probably the Krampus one. A lot of, a lot of, uh, ex- exterior stuff. A lot of shooting in the field. Um, and then the interiors weren't bad either. The interiors weren't bad. It was shot well. It seemed uh, like a natural choice for a Christmas horror movie. Yeah. The one in the basement with the kids worked okay, but I didn't understand what its tie was to Christmas. Yeah. Same with the Changeling one. It could have been any time. It didn't really matter that it was Christmas. Right. Um... Santa battling the elves again, you know, it just, it didn't look right. At first you're being asked to believe, yes, there is Santa Claus and he has elves and he's at the North pole and something has happened to them and now he has to battle them. Yeah. But the other stories, it's like, at least there's more levels of plausibility. Like, oh, these kids could be like doing. Well, the one where the kids is a virgin birth. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because then they're, they're amongst nativity scene statues. Which mm-hmm. came down to the poor girl who died in the school had yeah. worse PR than Mary. Yes. Yeah, she claimed to be a virgin. <laughs> she claimed to be a virgin. the nuns didn't believe her. Anymore. And the nuns didn't believe her, whereas Mary was believed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what kind of Christmas movie you're giving us here. Right. So uh, that one... I thought it, it played pretty well as this thing we've seen a hundred times before, you know, a bunch of people in a dimly lit place, uh, some unknown force that's stalking them and terrible things are happening. And then you can't, you can't believe your friends because they're being taken over by a presence. We've seen this thing before. Yeah, but she's, the, the ghost isn't just trying to kill them. She's trying to get pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I guess we haven't seen a lot of that. We've, not enough of it anyway <laughs> we've seen it a, maybe a couple times horny ghost is really needs to be played up in the future mm-hmm. yes horny ghosts horny but, ghosts. I, but i mean the way it's set up the way it looks and the way it plays out yeah, it's very familiar literally. yeah it's a very familiar thing um and they didn't do it poorly i thought it was mostly effective you know it looked right for that kind of thing the jump scares weren't eye-rollingly bad or so numerous that you were just tired of it. I mean, they were, mm-hmm. they were, I don't know if I could say well-placed, but they were placed. Oh, there's at least one that's good. Yeah. There was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. They were placed far enough apart to where you weren't just like, Oh God, another one. Uh, so I was okay with that one. I would say the Krampus one probably did play the best for me. And then the changeling one was probably a second, second place for me. Yeah. Um, creepy kids. I like the changeling one because the, the, uh, taboos, it, it kind of, 
crosses over. Yeah. Especially when he's like feeling up his mother. Or, yeah. Well, yeah. Like she dreams it or yeah. maybe yeah. it happens. We're not sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely that incestuous sexual dream sequence thingy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That one played well. That one had some creepy moments, but I didn't feel the Christmas tie to it. It didn't feel like one that could have right. been necessarily had to be at Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah, they could have been hiking. You know, it didn't have I, to be getting a tree. You're right. Yeah, they could have just, you know, the car broke down and they crossed the field or something. Right. Uh, it could have been anything. Mm-hmm. It could have been any number of things. Their Christmas changelings aren't a thing that I'm aware of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So that was my only problem with that other than that i kind of like the story and i like the i like the characters in it mm-hmm. far enough or the actors yeah. playing those roles well enough you know uh when the kid was just eating shoveling food in his mouth i wanted him to stop so you know that was good filmmaking yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you think of uh the the reveal of of uh the actual look of these creatures when they returned to the field Oh, I don't know. He looked a little cartoony. He looked a little... It was a little exaggerated. It was a little silly, almost creepy, but not quite. It needed to be pushed a little more. I'm not quite sure. Or show less of it. Or show less of it, put yeah. A, yeah, maybe put him more in the shadows or just a fleeting glimpse. You just see, yeah, some glowing eyes or something. Yeah. Jolene, what was your... How do you rank these from favorite to least favorite? Or... Inversely, <laughs> it's hard to remember them all. Uh, well, overall, overall, I, I like it. I, I was, I was delighted that they took the anthology and and tried to format it differently. Right. And uh, I, I liked the twist at the end. Yeah, I did like the twist. And uh, I, I wasn't frustrated by the intercutting. I thought there was like a they were escalating the dread over the course of the film. Um, so that they all started paying off at the same time. Right. Mm. Um, you know, it's bold, but yeah. But then, of course, if you're going into it fresh, you're not. You don't realize that's what's going on at first. So, like, you're spending the first half of the movie going, oh, "I wish they, keep, you know, stuck with a good one and yeah, you know, not the one I I didn't like." Um, but yeah, I, I I liked it overall. I, I like this Krampus and. Uh, yeah, and the wintry settings. Yeah. The the end result is something that's better than its individual parts, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, it, by the end of it, you feel like you've watched something worth watching and, and mm-hmm. had some fun getting to the end. I wouldn't go that far. No? <laughs> <laughs> no. No? I don't think this movie worked for me. Ultimately, it, it wasn't enough. Do you dislike Do- anthologies in general? I don't think I'm a fan of the anthology. Okay. I feel like you're you're cheating me. You're not giving me a full meal. You're giving me three snacks. Yeah. Um, How many snacks equal a meal? To, uh, I mean, is, is it four? Is it five? A snack is not a meal. No, <laughs> no number of snacks can ever equal a meal. Well, if it's Twinkies, no. But you know, let's say appetizers. You go to a restaurant. Uh, an appetizer is not a snack. Okay, so so they're giving you four appetizers. But it, say, okay, I got a bag of chips. <laughs> okay. You get some chips, not a whole thing, not a whole big bag, not even a whole small bag, okay? But you get, you get a few chips, uh-huh. you get like maybe a handful of grapes, 
some M&Ms and uh, I don't know, half a banana or something. Okay. It's not a meal. Unless you're starving. Unless you're starving. But no, it's it's a <laughs> snack. It's a bunch of snacks put together. Okay. It was extreme snacking, not a meal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so your movie with your anthology, no, it's it's like watching TV. It's like watching all bunch of episodes of The Twilight Zone together. Yeah. And it doesn't work for me anymore. Um, so do- I mean, there are some that work, like Creep Show. I think you have to have a really strong wraparound. Okay. And ugh, this this and all the creatures are stirring uh didn't have that they didn't they didn't work for me now i'm told that they are vastly different in terms of quality and, and oh, content oh most definitely this movie compared to all the creatures is the greatest christmas horror story you've ever seen okay <laughs> um you know but on its own it's it's not i don't know and i think i think the anthology is a weak movie entry i i am not a fan of the anthology to be honest with you i i'm okay with different stories and we don't know that they're going to converge but then they do finally converge i'm not yeah i'm not i don't have any problem with that like like mystery train is not an anthology yeah but those stories are separate until they converge and they don't converge till the very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. But there's some cohesiveness between. There's a payoff there. You there's know? a payoff, but there's a cohesiveness to like the 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 thrust of of their their stories. There's yeah. some there's something they all have in common, and I kind of feel like um, like this maybe doesn't have that cohesiveness, but the mood and the pacing are similar enough on all of them that I felt like. I, I'm not suddenly going to, oh, now we're in some meadow in springtime. True. Whatever. It felt like, all right, well, we're all we're all moving along however far into the story and it's about as, you know, scary or uncomfortable or dreadful or whatever it is we're looking for. They're all kind of in measured doses along the way. And and that's why it worked for me and, and I'm okay with it, although I am not a fan of the anthology. Uh this did work. For, oh, okay. You know, but, uh, and I wish I could give you an ex- five examples of anthologies that don't work. But uh, well, you if know. you had watched last week's <laughs> my choice last week and Jolien's, uh, you would have seen one that didn't work. Right. I I don't think that this one worked. I think it came way closer to that, and I did like that they tried to interweave them. Um, I think maybe if they had had a a payoff at the end or if they had all been fighting the same sort of thing right or something uh more cohesion i think it would have worked but their wraparound was bill shatner in a theater or in a in a radio station and his weatherman's gone nuts right and shot a bunch of people at the mall or whacked him with an axe or did something and that's supposed to be the santa yeah, and he's the Santa, so I don't know. It didn't didn't work. Huh. Didn't stick the landing. Are there a lot of anthologies that aren't horror related? Like, are there war movie anthologies? Are there comedy anthologies? Like, I'm trying to think of one while we're sitting here. They, well, in in the '60s, they were popular in Europe. They used to do. They used to get like four or five different directors together, and they do like uh, portmanteau movies. Hey, everybody, do a short. Uh, yeah. 
yeah. So, yeah, you know, Fellini did stories for a couple of them, and they're really good. Oh, cool. Um, oh, his, his entries are great. Cool. Uh, there's one called Spirits of the Dead. He, he does this one about a ghost. It's really good. Oh, great. Uh, uh, and it's a, it's a uh, tribute to Mario Bava as well. Yeah. Oh. So what what order uh, did? But then then uh, but in the forties they used to do quite a few of them in America, but they like O. Henry was like really popular writers. So they yeah they were you know they were good at doing stories with a you know a neat little set of characters and then a surprise payoff. Yeah, but they weren't so much horror stories. Uh, and then in Britain you had Dead of Night, which is like the classic from the forties. We have like um, it's a good. Uh, the setup is good, and and uh, most of the stories are okay, but then you have the the one with the dummy, which is everyone remembers, and, that, and that's the final story. So you you, you oh. leave the movie thinking, "Wow, that was awesome." <laughs> yeah, that's usually how anthologies work: is you have uh, an okay entry, a stinker, and then the really good one. Yeah, <laughs> and you leave the theater thinking, "Wow, that was great," mm-hmm. and. It's funny that three stories seems to be about the max that you can that works well in right. an anthology. This one had more, and last week's movie had more, and I don't know. I felt the original uh, uh, Duon was like an anthology movie where they had ideas for different scare scenes, mm-hmm. and they just they just related them back to this house. And uh, but the, you know the setup was just so broad that yeah. anything could happen, and you know for a while it's really good. Yeah. And then uh, and then you realise it's not going to go anywhere, and it kind of loses, kind of fizzles out. But uh, it's really good, you know, series of you know set piece scared yeah. scenes. Yeah, I think that works a little better. I think that's a little more cohesive. It goes back to how cohesive you make these stories. Right. You know, what what ties these together? Why are you telling me three stories? Why did you serve me, you know, three <laughs> snacks for a meal? And you're adamant that these aren't even appetizers. They're snacks. They're snacks. <laughs> they're a Ziploc full of grapes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Tales from the Crypt, the, like when, they, when they, you know, the ones that are directly related to the EC format of yeah. a little ironic story. Yeah, uh, and I think they, those they work, work because because of the irony. And yeah, it's just it's, you're basically setting up one joke, so you don't want it to go over a whole movie. Exactly, and I think that's when the anthology can work. Is yeah, you don't have enough for a movie in that, or maybe it's better to state it. It's too much for a full movie. It's not enough for a full movie. It's, it is. It's one joke. It's the setup and the punchline. It's mm-hmm. the sick twist at the end with the EC stories. Yeah. You know. And this didn't have quite sick enough of a twist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Over the over the four stories, I, I got to say that uh, yeah, different different levels levels of strength to the endings. Yeah. But um, Jolie, in what order did you put these in? I, I don't know. Um, so you had the the changeling, the Krampus. Yeah, the changeling um, one I found the most disturbing. Uh huh. Yeah, because that. I really like the the Krampus one. The you know the actual creatures really good. Yeah, the creature yeah, the, looked really it, nice. It felt the most Christmassy one. Yeah, um, the schoolhouse one, and then there was the um, uh, the Santa fighting the, Santa. the elves. 
that felt like that could have been the wraparound. Leave Bill Shatner out of it, and then yeah. I, I like the Shatner thing. Well, sure, because it's like a uh, there's several points in this movie where it it does get a bit disturbing because it relates it back to real world horrors. Yeah. So when it suddenly goes from this uh, ridiculous fantasy to you know a very real thing that we're just so used to now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was I found that quite uh, you know disturbing. Okay. I mean, especially when it's, you know, jolly old Mr. Shatner and he's like uh, trying to say, oh, we, you know, we love this weather guy. And then it turns out it's like the worst thing that could possibly happen is happening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's quite, it's quite sad. Yeah, that, that is true. So, um, so overall though, uh, we haven't gotten a lot of horror anthologies that really worked mm-hmm. in recent years anyway. Uh, you can over the history of horror, you can pick maybe half a dozen of them and say, here's some to watch. They're not all brilliant. They're not all perfect, but they're at least worth a a look. I count this as one of them. I think, uh, say you've got some family members over and you know, the the squares go to bed early and the, the cool kids are up late and they're like, Hey, let's watch some Christmas horror. I would show them this. I mean, I would say, yeah, let's watch this. You know, you guys can burn one and watch this and have a fun time, you know, have a drink or two, whatever. I, I mm-hmm. think it's, there's fun to be had here. Uh, there's plenty of stuff where it's like, oh, you're asked to endure like a two hour movie or something over the barn's limit, you know, 98 minutes, a hundred yeah. minutes, a hundred. Geez, that's such a big number compared to 90. <laughs> it that, is. Unless the credits are like eight minutes of that. And then you could just be like, all right. Where do the credits start rolling? You know, because if the credits go forever, then, yeah. you know, you can cut that part of it off. Like sometimes I'll look at a movie and say, are you going to end anytime soon? And I'll look at the time code. If there's 10 minutes left, I figure five of it's credits. Mm-hmm. So that's how I, you know, how I grade, you know, when I look at how many stars a movie is ranked, mm-hmm. I always add a star if it's a horror movie. Oh, yeah. If it's three stars, I figure it's a four star movie because you get enough people who who pull the average down with like, like, Oh, you were surprised. You didn't like a horror movie. You, a person who doesn't like horror movies when you went into watching this one, yeah. why are you surprised and didn't like it and then had to rank it? <laughs> Idiot. And it happens all the time, apparently, because I've seen some three star movies that were definitely not as bad as three stars. How bad is three stars? I don't, I don't know. How many? Five out of five. Yeah. Well, that's an average movie. Well, yeah, and then you get you get an above average yeah. horror movie, but it's been watched by people who don't like horror movies. You know, it's like going into a, you know... A, I like only a, watch five stars or one. I don't have any time for the middle of the row. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want it stellar or total crap. Yeah, yeah. I don't want it to be just okay. So, I don't know... We have to come to that that question I always ask you guys. Do you recommend this? Yes. All right. Will? I'd pass. Yeah? You'd pass yeah. on this? Watch Black Christmas again. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an anthology, but it's wintry. And yeah. it's creepy. If you if you had your way, the, uh, the, the, the Christmas fun pack of DVDs would basically... Or the uh, holiday fun pack of DVDs would basically be... Uh, uh, Blood Rage, Christmas Evil, Christmas Evil, Christmas Evil, Blood Rage, and I'm throwing Black Christmas. There you go. 
There you go. You and I guess you need a New Year's one, but uh, New Year's Evil's no good. Yeah, yeah that sucks. Uh, Night of the Virgin. Oh, okay. Have you seen that one? Did I? Have I? Have I seen <laughs> You'd that remember one? it. I don't think I've seen oh, that one. Oh, yes. Oh, right. I think that's on Shadow. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so there we have it. We have two of us who are like, yeah, go ahead and watch it. One of, one of us that says, no, watch Black Christmas instead. That's because we're real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this, we're not sponsored. Yeah, no one's sponsoring us. We say what we want. Yeah. Um, so that answers all of that for the movie. Uh then I have to ask you guys, uh, this time of year, and we're going into, this is Friday, we're going into a weekend where pretty much everybody who holds down a job where you get days off is going to have Christmas Eve, which is Monday, off, and then Tuesday. And um, maybe they go back to work Wednesday, maybe they don't. Uh, maybe some people take the whole week off. It's they, boxing Day. Yeah, Boxing Day. We're going to get in there and just slug away. Saved by the bell Save on Boxing Day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So for our listeners, there's a Boxing Day horror. So for our listeners who don't know what Boxing Day is, can you just give us a a, a brief run? Uh, The story I generally get told is uh, Boxing Day is when you give presents you didn't really want to other people. Uh, With my family, you just take you just go over to an uncle's or something that you know you didn't see on Christmas Day. Okay. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, I was told is like when uh, it was also when uh, rich people would uh, box up things that. Uh, and give it to the servants. Give it to the servants. Yeah, that's where it started, Boxing Day. Yeah. Okay, that makes has sense. has nothing to do with boxing. No. Except no. in Canada. Yeah. Where it is about boxing and maple syrup. Yeah. So what it's are... It's the only day Canadians get angry. <laughs> that's right. That's the only day they act rude. Um, so what are some uh, some traditional uh, uh, Christmas watches for you? What do you, what do you look at? Uh, Black Christmas. Yeah. The Grinch, um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Boris Karloff one. Yep, and the Charlie Brown Christmas. Yep. Um, yeah, I didn't see that one. Uh, in, in Britain on Boxing Day, you'd usually get. I mean, when I was a little kid, it, you'd get a James Bond or a Harryhausen movie, and oh, so nice. like in in the afternoon, they timed it. I think so. All the adults are drunk and sleepy, and the kids are left to themselves so they stick on a james bond or harry house oh, nice. pretty happy yeah <laughs> yeah uh, i have very fond memories you know it's jason and the argonauts yeah year after year yeah oh, fantastic you've got some christmas yeah. treats left over and yeah you, know, you just left with a make a making me a lot of snacks and my, my books from the previous day and yeah i was, I was a happy kid yeah <laughs> yeah we, I, I feel like we always got um there was a weird thing that would happen, and, and I, I want to jump back to Thanksgiving on this one. Um, African Queen, the Humphrey Bogart, mm-hmm. Catherine Hepburn movie. Is there another one? Um, well, I don't know if there is another one. I mean, I assume that maybe there's some porn with that name. I don't know. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but there's... <laughs> had to go there. Um, okay. no, that would always show up. Yeah, there's the, the scene with leeches in it. Yeah, in the porno version. Yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. Did they use salt to get them off, or was it a cigarette? Shh. I think it was salt. Burn. No, I think they got them off I with salt. Remember. I think they shook salt all over them. Mm. Um, but that always showed up on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Like They showed that every damn year. Okay. And then uh, It's a Wonderful Life always showed up 
on Christmas, of course, or days that's, leading up so to. There's another Christmas film with a scary. That's got some yeah low point in it. Some some like that's where I would record over record the credits over when I rent it from the video store. <laughs> So it ends on a real downed out. Oh, he just jumps into the river at the end. And... <laughs> the end. <laughs> the end. Yeah. And Bert and Ernie didn't save him. Nobody did. <clears throat> oh, my God. Uh, so I, I will still, during the Christmas season, try to see that one once. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if uh, one of those channels is still showing that one, you know, back to back to back and a Christmas story back to back to back. But uh, I'll watch each of those and uh, The Grinch and Charlie Brown, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty good there. I think that's about all I really need. I do like to see some version of A Christmas Carol. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, I always look forward to New Year's when they do the Twilight Zone marathon. Oh, okay. They do it on Fourth of July and New Year's. So those uh, both make sense. Yeah. <laughs> you can get the whole series now on Blu-ray for about fifty bucks. Oh, that's great. Some some of them from uh, when they attempted to use video don't look good. Uh-uh. It's like, go back to film, you guys. This is yeah. not working. It's all kind of weird motion and weird blurry, I don't know, blown out highlights. It's not good. Yeah. Um, and may- maybe it looked good at the time, but it didn't hold up as far as how it aged. No, yeah. I don't think it looked good at the time either. Probably not. Yeah, But it was technical limitations there yeah we can't fault anybody for that no hey they gave it a shot what are you gonna do no all the stupid futuros <laughs> laughing at us because we don't have holograms <laughs> yeah a bunch of poshos from the future yeah <laughs> so uh what, what other uh, traditions that aren't movies do you guys have for yourselves like i mean we're, we're grown-ups we got to uh, recreate well, reinvent this weekend i'm starting on my trifle which everyone demands i make yes all right and we've got the egg, eggnog made yep sounds good it's got so much alcohol in it if we just left it it would last for ever more yeah mm. yeah i'd outlive a twinkie that stuff you should dunk twinkies in it <laughs> Ooh, no <laughs> <laughs> do you do anything uh related to uh like because we, we all have to tidy up the house and put up decorations and then take it all down at some point do you do you make it a, like uh, that a point i just make it 12 days yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty random there's no there's yeah. no official date to it I just oh like okay you just like christmas I put them up. Take it down. oh okay yeah yeah I usually take the uh, the lights down on New Year's Day. That's that's oh. like I I'm typically not hungover anymore on New Year's Day. Maybe just a little depends on what I do. Yeah, but I've never been hungover. Never on New Year's Day. I've never been hungover at any any time. That's because no he's kidding. British. <laughs> yeah, you guys drink are, a lot. Yeah, we, we we drink beer all day. Yeah, yeah. You're born with a really high tolerance. Terrible water. <clears throat> yeah, born with a high tolerance, and you just keep building on it. That's right. Yeah. So, Will, what about you? Anything uh, that you bake or cook? I usually cook a beef wellington, but this year I think we're going to go for Indian. Yeah? Yeah. So I don't feel like baking or cooking. Do you feel like the squares have kind of ruined the Christmas thing that people who weren't a bunch of family people... Used Christmas to, is the squarest thing ever. It is, but, mm. you know, it used to be the squares were all staying home with their damn kids, and you could go out... To Chinese oh, food and a movie. Yeah. And now they've ruined that. 
Yeah. Definitely with the movies because there they have you could it. go to the movies on Christmas, and there wasn't things coming out then. But you know, nobody else was there, so it was always a nice thing. That's really yeah. Bunch of shit. Indian kids. food is still pretty. People aren't doing that so so much. Keeping the squares out. Yeah. Yeah. They, they got some good deals at Indian restaurants in town. Yeah. Christmas. I'm hoping to go on go to Mint again. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, it's so, uh, it it's it's interesting. Uh, Indian culture is very welcoming and very kind, uh, generally speaking. Yeah, um, you know, not the terrible stuff you see in the news, obviously, but but uh, people from India who I know personally are are just great people, and it's like. Yeah, why wouldn't you want to hang with them on a day where you don't want to be around a bunch of <laughs> shitty people at a movie theater? <laughs> yeah, I, I've got a lot of... Uh, I just love it, Indian food, and they're open on Christmas. Yeah. I've got a lot of friends and in-laws from India and Sri Lanka. Yeah. Oh, all right, nice. My sister-in-law is Sri Lankan. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. And you'd rather hang with them than... Uh, yeah, I, I miss having family Christmases. Because yeah. yeah. um, over here, I mean, um, we aren't recording this, are we? But the uh, the American... <laughs> uh, yeah, you just don't want to see them. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's some nice members, but it's, it's yeah. pretty fraught. Yeah. Especially for Emily. Yeah. Mm. They're not going to listen to this. We could Probably just not. we could just bleep that out with some jingle bells. If yeah, you want. yeah, just stick stick a William Shatner Christmas song on here. It's near the end of the episode. No one's listened this far. <laughs> no, they they figure we're just blathering on for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, they figured that out in episode one. Yeah, which is the perfect time to do the giveaway. <laughs> just kidding, jerks. We're not giving anything away. We're not giving anything away. <laughs> uh, Futurama. I love the Futurama Christmas episodes with that Santa bot. Yeah, that goes on the murder spree every year. But uh, I remember um, uh, when Emily came over to Britain, I, uh, and uh, uh, we had um, when my grandmother's had her, I think it was her 80th birthday, and they had a gathering of the clan, and there was this room with about a hundred family members, and uh, they're all happy to see each other, and yeah. Emily, Emily was just freaked out. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like no more than three of her family can get together without something nasty going on oh man <laughs> well they don't have trump over there so you know oh this is way before that oh, okay <laughs> and this is when he was back when he was a wrestling you know personality back when he was a different kind of idiot <laughs> hey it's christmas time you know there's a lot of people who have to deal with some drunk uncle or some you know sibling that they disagree with politically it's like, well, if, if you can't see the obvious, then what's the point in even having an argument? Yeah. Why don't, why don't you just let it roll? Don't mm-hmm. even don't even bother with it. I mean, push back when you should, but come on, man. Don't waste your energy yeah, on that. Yeah, are not going to see them again for a year. Yeah, they're never going to come over to your way of seeing things, so no. don't bother. You know, save, save yourself the misery. I, I think that's the best way. Yeah, my goal is to, um, you know eat some some treats and drink some drinks and watch some movies and uh, hopefully do some drawings, read some books, catch up on some movies that I haven't and, uh, you know, that are that are waiting. But, uh, yeah, I don't want to go out in the world, you know, and be amongst crowds of people. That doesn't work for me. Yeah, we, we just hang out at home and open our presents and yeah. play with the dogs. And yeah. Just, eat. Yeah. Yeah, just keep sipping... More tea or coffee or whatever it is you sip. Eggnog. Or eggnog, yeah, depending yeah. on the alcohol level. 
No, I always put on a second pot of coffee and just keep going. <laughs> just keep drinking coffee. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, guys, is that a good place to wrap it up? I think it's a good place. All right. When we come back, it's going to be um, a new year. Well, we're going to be recording probably before the new year, but uh, our next episode will drop on um, New Year's Day or somewhere around mm-hmm. there. So uh, I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, do we want to do that terrified? I think so. It's terrified. And uh, if you want a New Year's set horror movie, uh, you've got New Year's mm-hmm. Evil. Um, Which we already did. Night of the Virgin. Sucked. Night of the Virgin. And uh, and again, Ghost Keeper is set on New Year's. Ghost Keeper. Okay. <laughs> but anyway. Do, do you want to do Terrified? I or do you want so. to, I, okay. I, I recommend that one. Okay. Yeah, let's watch This terrifying. is sounding good, so let's do that. Hey, listeners, for once we actually got the movie sorted out before we ended the show. <laughs> Something's going to happen. Yeah. We won't watch Terrified. Yeah. But we're going to say we are. And I, and I Next wish... Next week it'll be like, hey, we watched The New Virgin or whatever. <laughs> the New Night, Virgin. Night of the Virgin. Night of the Virgin. Night of the Living Virgin. Um, I think it's you know, Mexican. And I, and I think it's a, a really good uh, time to say, hey, whatever it is you celebrate or if you don't celebrate anything at all, maybe you got some days off. I hope you have fun. Yes. Have a good time. Celebrate something or don't. And, you know, well, that's my sincerest wish for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. With that... Listeners, thank you for listening. Stay off the Morris. Happy Christmas.